Welcome to the Kitchen Sink meeting of Overeaters Anonymous. Please note, we will be holding this meeting via Zoom for the foreseeable future. If you'd like to attend the meeting live, go to oalaig.org for login information. And now, our speaker. Again, I'm Joe, Compulsive Overeater, and I want to welcome, again, the, uh, the newcomers, as well as the people, a lot of people from out of town. And I must say, <laughs> the last time I was at this meeting, literally, was probably over 23 years ago. Um, not that I don't love the meeting, it's just that I ended up having a family, so uh, I kind of stuck st- close to home. I'm from the San Fernando Valley in, in Southern California, which uh, it's Sherman Oaks, California, which is considered L.A. County. Um, and I just want to real quickly say uh, that I've been in O.A. for um, 40, almost 44 years. Uh, May will be 44 years. And, uh, it's, and I weighed, uh, when I came in, I weighed 288. Um, and in the beginning, I heard someone say they weighed 325, so that sounded better. So for years, I said 325, and then I got honest. And it was 288, which was the last time I weighed. Um, and I just want to talk to you because it's been 44 years and, um, and my life has definitely came, the, the result of my life today, definitely came out a lot different than I thought it would. Um, uh, I was um, real quickly just from a Jewish class, a, a, a middle-class Jewish household, um, uh, two sisters and a brother, um, um, didn't really have a weight problem other than my oldest sister. She was uh, anorexic. Um, it's just I, It's just so important that I really talk to you pretty much about what happened in my last 44 years. I came into OA, I was 23, at 288. I had pigtails and I was wearing shorts. And I walked into my meeting and I really knew nothing about the anonymous program. I knew nothing. Um, but for the next 20 years, which I think is important, and I did put my phone number by my name. So if you have any other questions for me, I'm more than happy to, to talk to you on an individual basis. Um, uh, but, um, for the first 20 years, I basically listened to the people that walked ahead of me. I built a foundation, 12 steps, 12 traditions. Um, I, in very, very early in my program, I got active in service because they said you need to give back what you've got. And so for the first 20, 24 years-ish, um, I had abstinence, um, I be of service, I lost over 100 pounds, um, and um, it was really the first place in my life I felt a part of. Um, I didn't feel, a, where I lived, I didn't feel a part of because I was Jewish. Um, where I lived, I didn't feel a part of, and the type of high school I went to, I was not part of the what they used to call, I may be dating myself, the Soshas. And they were the t- people that um, basically were popular. I hung around with a crowd because I think we just knew each other from years before. Um, and I didn't. And I had an older sister that was very popular, very very popular. Only 16 months until we were in the same school, um, and it was it was difficult. But again, I'm more than happy to go into my old story. 
uh, prior to OA, because I think it's important that I talk about what happened in OA. In that first over 20 years, I abstained. I did service, like I said. And um, I, I just, it was like a miracle. <laughs> and um, and also, I, 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 I never really, really, really dated prior to OA. Um, I, I've been now involved with the same guy since 1980, and he's now my husband, and we have two children. Um, but it's, um, I didn't really have, I learned a lot from people that helped me, women and men that helped me throughout. But I have to tell you, in about 2000, um, I, I don't know exactly what happened, why it happened, but I was in a hotel. We had gone to Legoland with our kids, and I went into a hotel lobby, and I, uh, I went into the gift shop to get a diet soda, and I ended up in the bathroom of the lobby eating junk. I can't even tell you what it was, but it was probably candy, whatever it was. And candy really wasn't my thing. It was more carbs, but that's what happened. And then I couldn't seem to get for the next, until 2010, November 2010, I, I couldn't seem to get. Um, I had worked with someone prior to that for 10 years. Uh, we had a good relationship, but I had to find, really find someone that had the experience with relapse. So I was in relapse intermittently. I have to be real honest. I wasn't eating all the time, but I was back and forth and back and forth. And finally, in November of 2010, I actually went to visit a girlfriend of mine that's in a way, actually, and she was from the Los Angeles area, and now she lives, I think, in Eagle Rock. And she... uh we had this sick, I had gone there just to visit for about an hour. I was there for six hours. And unbeknownst to me is when I started abstaining, but I had to stop counting. And I know a lot of people may not agree with this. And at this point, I actually learned from my sponsor today, I get to share my experience and strength and hope with love. And if you don't agree with me, it's just okay. <laughs> you don't have to agree with me. I have to be able to live my life. <laughs> And um, uh, I stopped counting because I just couldn't. I kept on counting. In fact, I had about a year of abstinence, and I was going to have her give me a candle. I said, I can't. I'm getting too crazy. I need to just live a day at a time. And so what happened was, though, in um, November of 2010, um, I was probably, I weighed 265, which was almost at my top weight. And I had no idea because I got honest and I weighed myself. And I'm, I came in at five foot two. I'm now five foot. So I'm 68 years old, soon to be 69. And I, uh, I started losing, I started reporting my food, which I did in the very beginning, but I started in the beginning of 1976, but I started reporting my food honestly. No matter what I had, she says, I don't care what you're eating. Your three meals. Just tell me exactly. And that's how it started. I had to get abstinent. And I had to be honest. My abstinence at that time, mental, physical, and spiritual, my abstinence at that time was to be totally honest. And, and I was not going to be judged. And here it is, 2021. 
Um, and I, I, do, I, st- I don't take candles. Um, I do um, um, note that I have over 10 years. And, um, and, in, and also in my gut, and I'm saying it right now, I'm getting a little teary in the back, I don't know why, um, is that I really have 44 years. I, I never stopped coming. I never left away. I did service when I can't, could, even when I wasn't abstinent. And I'm not saying it's okay to eat because it's not okay to eat. I know what I do to myself when I eat. I know what I do to myself when I eat. And I'm not happy with me. And I'm not too happy with you either. I tend to isolate. I tend to the people that are most close to me. I tend to not be so nice. And that's being um, not so honest because I'm not nice. Uh, I mean, I'm not mean, but I tend to just want to withdraw. Because um, I'm not known to be a mean person. But, you know, you always hurt the ones you're most closest to. And 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 I I got back into that habit when prior to 2010, um, <clears throat> you know, lying and and sneaking food. And um and it, it's 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 a disease. And I basically bake I mean I came in and all we had was AA stuff. Now I'm so grateful we have OA stuff. But we did, and I'm the story of that guy. Thank God I didn't have to die. Uh, in the big book, it talks about he just stopped drinking for 25 years, retired, pulled out his carpet slippers, and within five years he was dead because he couldn't remain sober. And basically, that's my story, other than thank, for some reason, in November of 2010, I, I was able to listen to this person, being willing to be honest, and and I and I have to say my biggest mantra is the third tradition is keep coming back if you definitely know you're a compulsive overeater because you belong here and we care for you. Um and and I also worked with a lot of people on an individual basis um because I just didn't feel worthy when I was not abstinent and abstinent, not abstinent and abstinent. <clears throat> I just I would just didn't feel worthy. And so, but I also went to meetings. I also did service. I also, it, it's just who I was. Um, and because I, I, I believe in a lot of OA and the simplicity of OA is, is miraculous. The steps, the traditions, come up with some kind of power greater than yourself to get you by and support you. And it, in the simplicity, it, that's the best. And for me, that worked for me. And it, it's, I don't know whether it's easier to come back after you're gone or what. I mean, I know I sat in the back of the rooms and I felt so less than. And, 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 uh, and after, um, after now this, uh, last over 10 years, it's, it feels good. But when you come into OA and you know there is such a better way and such a, a good way for me that you, <laughs> When you, if and when, hopefully you won't have to, um, have a problem and you start eating again, um, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. You know, you just want to get back to what you had. But also, I want to talk a little bit about, um, uh, I'm going to try and, okay, is I wanted to talk a little bit about the last, uh, um, I'd say about a year ago. <laughs> um, I, I, I was very, very lucky. <clears throat> that I, I had no, uh, weight gain. 
um, during this uh, pandemic. Um, and I was home a lot because of my age in the very beginning. Um, but in December, uh, my husband and I and my son got COVID. And we got it uh, from somebody um, that works with my son and his special needs. And um, and I have to tell you that I had lost weight because I, I couldn't eat. I, I was very sick. Uh, believe me, not severe. I didn't go in the hospital. I'm grateful for that. And I always thought, because of my age and my lung issues, that I would definitely not make it. And that wasn't the case. So I'm really great. Obviously, it's just not my time to go. And God wants me down here for some reason or not. (laughs) I don't know. Anyway, so what I want to tell you is that I lost weight. And so, um, and and, which was good for me. And, um, but it's also I wasn't eating. So now it's just the fact of since December of 2020, Till now, I'm 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 trying to maintain that weight loss, and and I I kind of started controlling it. So now I got very close with my food sponsor again, and my and I got a new step sponsor, uh, mainly be, in October, na- mainly because I I heard this person speak, and I really the person that I had as a sponsor was really a friend, and uh and but I just wanted to 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 relay with that that you know. I know in the bottom of my heart I'm a compulsive overeater. I know I am. And I know that I have challenges in my life. And I also know a lot of people, all of us have challenges in our life. And and I, I had to get off the feeling of shame that I, you know, kept coming back for all these years and not and and not totally abstinent the whole time. But that's me. That's my story. And I also got um, it, uh, told by my sponsor, my now sponsor, staff sponsor, that said, you know, he made a comment. You know, I don't even remember now what it was, but it was like it was like, you know, in other words, I I fullheartedly believe in the twelve steps and the twelve traditions, and getting something that you believe in much greater than you to guide you and support you, and. Um, and I'm really much better. I'm, I remember, um, I, I say to myself a lot, what would I say if I wasn't afraid? What would I do if I wasn't afraid? Now I can respond to you in a way that's just a, a assertive or loving, but not defensive. Joe, five minutes. Thank you. But what would I say? And, um, just to give you a little bit of um, the, uh, I, I've been having, the, I had the wonderful opportunity um, because I w- had no children at the time to do a lot of service on a lot of different levels in OA, and and I'm I'm very happy with that. And and I, the only reason why I'm saying that and proud of it in a good way, it's because it helped me feel. Um, understand the government, so to speak, of OA, and also to feel a part of. Um, people welcomed people that did service. And I have to tell you, I mean, I can't see the other screen. I can only see the first 25 people here um, at this point because I can see that there's a lot more people. But I spoke at this meeting literally 23 years ago, and I was, I was nervous coming on because <laughs> – I thought I haven't been there in 23 years and, um, and still issues with the relapse. And, um, 
my head will my head will try to get into your head to see how you feel about me. And you know, my sponsor told me yesterday, it's none of my business. It doesn't matter. I get to share my experience, strength and hope. I get to share the honest me with you. And you can draw your own conclusions. But what I know is my heart belongs here. My heart belongs here. This is the only program for me that worked. It, prior to OA, it was Weight Watchers and Tops. And, uh, I mean, that's kind of a, I don't know, I may be dating myself with Tops. And there's other stuff that I, diet doctors and diet pills and and stuff like that. And And this is it. This is, for me, the last road on the block. And if anybody... Uh, wants to talk to me a little bit more in detail about my abstinence, I'll be more than happy to tell you. But my abstinence and my relapse prior took me to become, uh, which I don't normally share, a type 2 diabetic. But because of diet and exercise, I don't take any medication, you know, but that's where my disease got me to. And um, But now I, I have well over 65 pounds off since my top weight, and if not, a little bit more. I just don't do that. I weigh once a month per, I have to be off the scale. I have to be off the scale. I weigh once a month, and that's just to, for accountability. And there's also other uh, programs that I go to to just in, enhance, which is basically my my medical provider. I go to a healthy balance class because I need to hear over and I need to hear the steps every day. I need to hear that every day. And I I stay very close with people that I'm close with in a way. And I talk to them, and I share my true feelings. And um, that's, I mean, really, that's about it. I just really want to encourage anybody that's new or having trouble or even not having trouble is just to keep coming back. Because for me, this is it. 12 steps is it for me. So I think I'm kind of done. This is the time for questions only. There's no sharing at this meeting. If you need to share, please do so with someone after the meeting. Also, Please remember that the opinions of the leader are, they're my own, and not those of Overeaters Anonymous as a whole. When asking questions, you need to not, you need to not identify yourself. If the, if you asked the question last week, please wait until the first three questions, and now you can raise your hands for questions. Um, If using raise your hand, if you're using a phone, please click and raise your hand icon. Use your raise your hand icon. Okay, so I obviously okay, I have Lillian, the first one I saw. Hi Joe, thanks for your lead. What do you do on a daily basis in your spiritual program and what do you do to maintain that side of it? Program. Um, yes. Uh, thank you, Lillian. Uh, I, I know I didn't get to that because I, you know, talked about something else. Um, it's basically, I, I would say seven days a week I get up, I come downstairs, and I read from the uh, our Voices of Recovery and our For Today. And I have a little thing that I laminated with things that I got throughout the years. And there's another 12-step book that I read to help me to mind my own business. That's what I do. I get quiet. I first say the first three steps. Um, and I also say the 11th step, which, you know, I hit. And I would say uh, eight times out of t- 
I would say I do it every day, maybe every now and then if there's a situation that happens in my household, I may forget, but normally that's what I've done, and I've done it for many, many years. And what I did, and there's someone that had passed away many, many years ago, and I used to watch him do it, and he used to pray before each meal. So I pray before each meal, and I I, I help me to stop, take a deep breath, and pray before I say anything, do anything, eat anything, and to help me help God. And I don't do it all the time, but I also report it to my food sponsor that in the next day that I prayed and what I ate. That's what I do on a on a daily basis. And I do write. In fact, I'm I, I'm just finished another inventory. I think it's been my like sixth or seventh throughout the last forty four years, and I'm on step six. Okay, um, I got a mic. Yeah, hi. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, thanks for your share. Uh, but what's the reason, the idea behind uh, phoning uh, or telling your sponsor uh, your food, what you've had that day? For me, I, I can't talk for anybody else, but for me, um, I do it for accountability and honesty. I I learned throughout my years in OA that I need to continue to be honest and accountable regarding what goes in my mouth. Because I don't know about anybody else, but I know when I just decide to not not be accountable, that things start to slip in. And not just food, but not good habits, not good behavior habits. So that's the reason why I do it. Um, and I'm sure that <clears throat> other people may have other reasons to do it. But that's what for me is mainly my honesty. Because there were many, many years in a way I, I didn't report my food. So I hope that helps. And the next hand I see is Randy. And thank you so much for your share. I know that you mentioned that you have kids. How do you talk with them about the program to impart to them that OA is an important part of your life? Um but not being too over the top about it. Thank you, Randy. That's good. Especially my husband, my son, who's got autism, keeps on coming in the room and asking me for protein powder. So I don't know where his dad is right now. <laughs> um, uh, but anyway, just to let you know, they know enough. We have shared with them enough about the 12-step program. They just, they, well, because my husband's in OA too, and some of you do know my husband. His name is David. But what I'm saying is, basically throughout the years, uh, because of OA, we have just set an example. And there's a lot of people in the, well, not since March of 2020, but there's a lot of people that came to our house, OA and not OA. But they just know, and they hear us talking. And we don't go into big detail, but they hear it. Um, my son with autism doesn't probably doesn't get it, but he's he's pretty smart, but he doesn't probably get that. But my daughter gets it, and and we're lucky. And by example, and if they have any questions, which they have, we tell them, you know. So that's basically how how we've rolled, so to speak. Um, 
Okay. Uh, I hope that answered it for you, Randy. Um, and I, I see the next hand I see is Julie. Hi, thanks. Uh, thanks for your share. Could you talk a little bit more about your concept of a higher power and how you bring God into, like, difficult situations? Yes, thanks. Thanks so much, Julie. I, um, I'm i just going to go back a little bit, 44 years, as I really didn't have one. I really felt why, you know, there's a, there's, I felt there was something. And, but I was not that important to lose weight and be happy. You know, it's God had to fix other things in the world, so to speak. That's not my concept today. I had to get a concept, and a lot of you may not know, but there was a comedian named George Burns, and it was from years ago, and he was great. And that's how I started, with just thinking of this this loving man and his humor, and that's how started my concept, you know, that I could talk to the God like John Denver did, you know, I could talk to him and I could do this and I could do that. And then uh, now um, it's it. Like, I think it says, I don't know if it says in the big book in the 12 and 12 of AA, because that's where I grew up is I started to get closer spiritually to, um, to my synagogue, but that's not, it's not just religion. It's to me, it's a spirit. And as it's gone by, I don't really have, George Burns has kind of come back because I lost a little bit of how I feel, but I feel there's something greater that's supporting me and caring for me and leading me in in the best direction for me. So it's grown throughout the years. And and right now, as I'm talking to you, I'm feeling a little, you know, what they say, emotional um, because I believe there's something. And I used to listen to people that, you know, still believe in OA and believe in something, but they just didn't believe in God. And I had to realize that's not me. I believe in there's something. And right now, because I'm acting as if I'm still talking to George. So that's basically my story. Um, okay. I see somebody, uh, Michael Blanc. <laughs> Hi, Joe. Hi, Michael. Good morning. Hey, uh, thanks for the George Burns thing. I'm going to have to look at that again. Um, you, um, so what do you do when your husband, your relationship with David for all those years? And even though, you know, how do you stay loving towards him when he's not around to give your son the protein powder? Where is he when he could turn into the enemy sometimes? So how do you use program? Um, well, I, thank you, Michael. Um, I'll tell you, um, because of people that I walked ahead of me, I have to, I have to basically stop and, um, take a deep breath and pray. Um, I also know where he's at. He's doing something right now that's being healthy and he doesn't know that Jacob keeps on coming in here. Um, but I have to really be careful because I've learned that there's, um, and and I really learned it, and I don't want to. It's not an outside issue, but I I, I had to lean more on. Uh, well, it is an outside issue. There, it's stuff that I've a book that I have to read. That's um, uh, that helps me to mind my own business and helps me because I'm a compulsive overeater, and 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 reading this book for all these years for 44 years. Also, what, when I was in relapse, what I was like. So it's to help me to mind my own business. And I'm not perfect at it. 
Sometimes I say things that are not that loving. Sometimes I come back very nasty. Um, but the market charm, I'm, I'm very grateful because I'm able to work my program and mind my own business. And when I say something, um, I, I stop. I stop. And I would say probably 85% of the time, I'm, I'm pretty assertive and not aggressive and not nasty and not defensive. Um, it's not so easy. Um, it's not so easy, but because we don't, we work a program, but we work different programs. And so, um, again, I'm more able to elaborate that, but, um, I just feel that, uh, it's, I have to work my program and trust in God. And, uh, and so far it's worked out pretty good. And there's been, it was crazy when I was eating. It was very crazy when I was eating. So. Um, I have to say, um, uh, and don't quote me, that um, I was lucky enough we stayed in the marriage. So, um, the next one I see is Vincent. Thank you, Joe, for your share. You talked about your sponsor. You said that you had a sponsor that used to be more of a friend, and now it sounds like you have two sponsors, a step sponsor and a food sponsor. So, can you actually elaborate on your relationship with your sponsor or sponsors and how that has evolved? Right. When, um, since 2010, I've had a couple different sponsors because I wasn't able to find one, um, that really worked. So, uh, the friend became a sponsor for a while, basically reporting my food. And then it switched. Uh, what I have right now is a, a gentleman that I've known from LA, but now he's in Florida is he is my step sponsor. And I, it's, I mean, it's it's com- it's not complicated, but I know it's not a good idea. For my opinion, I wouldn't, in this case, for me, it's okay to have this male sponsor. Um, and, uh, and he's my step sponsor. And for the last six, five, six years, I've had a food sponsor. And what I do is, and this is the same person, and, um, and we're, I mean, we're friends, but only because of OA. And, uh, and I report my food the next day what I had, and if I prayed at the meal or before the meal. So that's that's what I do. And like I said, right now I'm steps uh, going to be start writing on step six because I just stepped four, finished four and five, and I have had this particular sponsor since October 2020. <clears throat> I hope that answers it. And I see Lydia. Thank you so much for your share. Can you share how you sponsor others, um, how you work them through the steps? Um, yes. Um, at this point, I don't, <laughs> I'm more than willing to be a sponsor, um, but I don't have anybody. I have through the years, and what I've done, what I've done as a sponsor is because we have, uh, I mean, I, I did my thing through the big book. Because that was what all we had. Um, but I have sponsored and I've taken, I've asked people to, um, uh, the 12 and 12 of the OA book and to, and to read, you know, just to read, um, that step and to write whether a page or a paragraph at a time. That's what I do. And I just guide them with my experience, strength and hope. Um, <clears throat> but right now I'm not. I'm, for a while there, I had a lot of people calling me with just their food because um, they felt like they could be honest and not um, 
uh, and not uh, not have to feel judged. Um, but that's basically. I mean, I'd love to sponsor, but it just doesn't. Obviously, they're not flying and knocking down my door, so to speak. I don't see any other hands unless somebody has their hand up. And uh, oh, I see Cheryl. Cheryl. Hi, thank you, Joe, for um, for everything that you shared. Um, and, and I'm new to OA. Um, I'm why two sponsors? Oh, good question. Um, <laughs> I don't know. This particular woman that I give my food to um, is it's something that it's a, it's that I've been doing now for like I said five or six years because uh, that's what I. It's what I work, and this other sponsor <clears throat> is just for the steps, only because prior to all this time, um, I had a, a sponsor that I did steps and, uh, and food because that's how it worked out. But I wanted to keep, before I was moving on to other sponsors, and I wanted to be able to keep the uh, food sponsor I had because it was longevity. And um, and I wanted to remain accountable, and I just and I don't want to give it up. I don't. My, I talk to my step sponsor about my you know like weight or when I weigh in or something like that. But mainly, this just works better for me because I'm able to be really honest with this particular person and not be judged and just move on. Okay, I do see we've got two more minutes, so I do see um, Jonathan stand up. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for your qualification. Lots of identification. So early on in your abstinence, how did you work with and combat just your your thought life and the compulsive thoughts of wanting to eat said food? And just how did you combat that with those obsessive thoughts early on? Um, early on, uh, I have to tell you that a lot of times you'll hear people talk about this blue cloud or pink cloud or whatever it is. Um, is I was lucky enough in the very beginning, I don't know, it was definitely an act of providence, um, where I, I for the first year, I, I did what people told me. I ate and I reported it. And it's like 40-something years ago, so I'm, I can't be exact on it. There wasn't. But when the obsession did come back, um, I, 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 not all the time, but I basically, my suggestion, because this is what I needed to do, is to let people know, like, I feel like I'm going to eat. I feel like this. I feel like that. And um, during the intermittent time of being absent or not, obviously, I didn't do that. But the first 24 years, I let people know, I feel like I want to eat. And how can I do it? And so they would help me built a foundation where I, you know, would call and eat before I made that dis- wrong decision to what I was going to eat. <clears throat> I hope that helps. <clears throat> it's not, a lot easier said than done. But I one thing is you have to be able to grab somebody, and I, okay, you have to be able to grab somebody and be able to be honest and not be, this is my opinion, not be judged because you want to move forward. You want to move forward. You don't want to move back. And there's going to be some steps back, but I'm talking about moving forward so you don't have so much, so you can keep that, um, 
that level of uh, uh, physical, mental, and spiritual recovery. And, and you just got to be, it's hard to be honest, but you got to be honest. 